Delete. Scratch my back. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. When you scratch my back, I feel loved. Mm -hmm. How do you feel loved? You are listening to the Potential State Podcast with your host, Dr. Asael Romanelli. Hi, my name is Dr. Asael Romanelli. And I'm Gilly Romanelli. And this is the Potential, Potential State. State. And today we're going to be talking about what is your love language. And this episode is based on this book, The Five Love Languages. By Gary Chapman. And he basically talks about we all have a love tank. Okay? This is how much we feel loved, we feel careful, we feel seen. When the love tank is low, Mm-mm, not no, good. That's when we feel anger, helplessness, resentment, passive aggressive, unseen. We stonewall, we, we, that's when kids misbehave. We're basically. That's when we start drifting, drifting apart. Away. And basically, he talks about, he distinguishes between two stages in a relationship being in love and real love. Yes. The in love is like the butterfly, that exciting feeling. And then the real love is like the mundane, grinding day to day. The choice, the love. active choice. Right. Choosing to do something exactly. nice for your partner to fill their love tank. Exactly. And, and, and what Which we... Which is a conscious, active choice. True. Yeah. And basically, we, <laughs> since we both read it, it really kind of made a difference in our marriage. And since then, I've been using it a lot in the clinic because we found that the love languages is, correlates not only to gender and to family history. It also correlates to sensory preferences, which is a different episode, which we'll be making. So first, we want to go over, he recognizes five love languages. Yes. And we're going to describe them one by one and also incorporate any examples, either from our family or from examples from the clinic. So the first love language is words of affirmation. Yes. I, that's my love language. I like to hear how great I am, what a good job I did, how much I'm loved and appreciated. I like words, the written word or spoken word. And Gary Chapman talks about that most women, a lot of women have that love language. Now for me, this was a discovery because I kept thinking that Galit knows, she just knows that I love her and she right. knows that I think she's amazing. He doesn't mean to say I love you. Exactly. And once, once we had that, I really shifted the way of the way we communicate and it made me consciously realize that sometimes I need to give Galit those words of affirmation, yeah. even though for me, that's not my love language or my that's main right. love language. Okay. It's not your love language. Love language number two, <laughs> quality time. Quality time. Spending time together, going on hikes together, going to the movie, out to dinner. For me, it's also quality time. That's my second. There's primary and secondary. And for me, quality time can even just be finding time to sit together and watching a fun show that we enjoy together. And when we talk to our kids these love languages, our son Seth said that's yes, also what he likes. That's his love language, yes. And since then, we've really been trying to be mindful of giving him that one-on-one -on -one time because that's how he feels love. That's how we fill his love tank. That's right. Number three, receiving gifts. That's Lada's love, love language. <laughs> she so, just, she likes to receive presents, gifts, stickers. All kinds of things. So for me and for Gilly, it's not one of our main love languages, but in the clinic, I've noticed this a lot actually with men. So, so for some men, it's the gift. Now, gift doesn't have to be an expensive car or something. It can also just be the note, a note she wrote to him, even a WhatsApp that she sent him or a message. Nice. And one time, I remember this, one of the clients, he says, I still kept cards, cards she gave me when we were still dating. And that was eight years ago. Wow. So for people that are love languages, and, and Chapman talks about like, that's the easiest um, love language yes, to learn. That's the easiest way to fill the love tank. Exactly. Just giving gifts. But it's not necessarily money. It could just be putting, being mindful and leaving them a note or, or writing something or even just sending them a picture. I remember one more client, he said to me, his wife sent a picture of her and the, and the baby in the middle of the workday. Aww. And that really so filled nice. them. Yeah. So that's 
What makes me feel loved is when Galit just takes something off my shoulders. When she holds something and I can let go. And I remember with one client, he said, for him, once we taught, I teach this to every single couple I work with. And he said, when she protects my sleep, when he takes a nap and he makes sure, she makes sure the kids will not wake him up, yeah. that's how he feels loved. Oftentimes, men express love to their partner through acts of service. Right, taking out the garbage, right. doing the dishes. So I think for, for many years, I was expressing acts of service to Galit, but for Galit, it wasn't the words of affirmation. Right. And what happened, I kept saying, well, Well, but I did it? this, but right. I had this, but I got this. Right, and she was like, well, that, like yeah, but so. she wants the words. Right, so it's important to figure out what each, what each person's love language is And our love language, just because I'm giving a sale my love language, telling him how amazing he is, how much I love him, how great I think he is, what a good job he did with the kids, or things like that, doesn't mean that his love that it's filling his love, love tank, right? So, for instance, I was saying all these things, but he was saying, oh, my love tank is depleted, and I didn't really know why. But I also want to say that with acts of service, sometimes there are acts of service that I do that you don't necessarily consider acts of service. And so if I name it as I'm doing it, like, oh, you know, I did this or that, or I took the kids to the dentist, that's an act of service, right? But if I don't name it, then Asael won't necessarily recognize that that's something that I've done to fill his love tank. And that leads us... Something that you didn't have to do. That leads us to the fifth love language, which is physical touch. So this is not just about sex, it's about just being touched. Yeah, scratching his back. So for me, physical touch, for when Gilly touches me, kisses me, scratches my back, just being touched fills my love tank. So as you can see, couples have different love languages. And it's crucial to understand it because oftentimes it's not like your partner is not loving you. He's just expressing it or she's expressing it in a way that she's used to. Because like Elite said, we usually express it the way that we like it. Yeah. And oftentimes my partner does, has a different love language. And so we're just lost in translation. Yes. So how, what do you do with all this information? And so, by the way, I just want to say it's not just with partners, right? It's every relationship right? that we have. There are certain people who that's how you can show them that you appreciate them, that you respect them, that you, you know, any relationship that you want to foster, it's important to try and get an understanding of how, how does this person internalize all the good that you want to give them. So how do you find that out? So the first thing, share this episode with your partner, with your friends, your loved ones, just so, so you have a common language. Then find out what your love language is. We've discovered that using a primary and a secondary is actually more helpful than just saying one. Because we all we have several love languages, but to know the top two is crucial. So the first thing is, ask yourself these questions. When do I feel most loved by my partner? How do I express love? Right. 
what what does my partner do or don't do that hurts me the most? Like what, right. what depletes my 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 love, my love tank? And how, what do you ask for the most? What's the request you find yourself asking more and more? Oftentimes, those questions can kind of help clarify for you, okay, what is my love language? Right. And once you have that, share with your partner and have an open conversation of what each one's love language is. Right. Reflect on that. Find examples. Yeah, I think that's also, this is kind of where the um, Dr. Chapman's point of making a choice is so great because it's not my love language, right? Um, acts of service is not the way I express love, but I choose to find ways to, to do acts of service so that my partner will feel loved. That's a choice that I can make. I don't just say, oh, well, that's not my love language deal. And I think that's really, really important for, you know, rich, long lasting relationships. So the, the another point we want to say is like, it's fine that I don't do it. Like I don't always have energy to fill her love tank. But just don't gaslight, don't deny it. Own your shit. If you don't want to give, if you don't have the energy to do the acts of service or to give the words of affirmation, that's fine, but own it. Well, it's fine up to a point, I would say. Right, obviously, but yeah. you don't always want to give. You can't right, always you give can't. it sometimes. So just own it. Say, I don't want to give you the words of affirmation or I don't, have I don't want to scratch your back right now. Exactly. And when you do give it, and this is important, verbalize it because oftentimes, because the partner is so used to not getting the love language, they, right. they forget the times that you did say the words of affirmation or that you did scratch your back. And I think with Galib, what happened after we both read the book is when she started touching me, she said, I'm, I'm touching you now. Look, I'm giving you physical touch. Mm. <laughs> and that slowly is rewiring my brain and reminding myself, and yeah, Galib is giving me love. And it's, it's a way for me to slowly soften that negative sentiment override mm -hmm. and to kind of, kind of internalize a new reality. And the last thing we want to mention is teach your kids the love languages. They're never too young. We taught our five-year-old and our eight-year-old. We don't know how deep they understood it, but it became a concept. Learn what your kids' love languages are. Have that as a common language. And that I want to say to that point that I think also love languages change over time. Yeah. Um, I think mine used to be much more physical touch than it is now. And now I much prefer words of affirmation than physical touch, right? Because we we grow and we evolve and we change. And I know that, you know, through my transition to motherhood, physical touch is different than what it used to be. And I don't want, you know, hands all over me all day. So physical touch is not the way to show me love. So learn your love language, learn yes. your partners and your kids' love language yes. and experience real love. <laughs> this is Gilly Romanelli. And Dr. Estelle Romanelli. And this was the Potential, Potential State. State. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Potential State Podcast. For more information, visit us at potentialstate.com. And thank you for listening.